When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm John Ryan and this is Podrose. This week he may be podcasting with his missus on telly with Oprah and Chimpo for Better Up. But Harry still has time to join the armchair expert and the perils of post-COVID normality. We start with armchair experts, the stuff of headlines this week given yet another media appearance by one of the Sussexes. Sooner or later they'll become as omnipresent as Ryland Clark Neal, but I guess for now that's later. Dak Shepard's trademark welcome, welcome, welcome drawl is irritating, especially when introducing Monica Mouse, whoever she is. Wouldn't it be nice if female co-hosts were given equal billing or even referenced at all in the pricey or picture for the podcasts in which they contribute? Described as a royal file, so cool, she valley girls, as the subject of today's episode is revealed, a radical dude, as Shepard describes him. Before we hit the meat, that's how I prefer to describe him, there's a clunky message about how from July there's only one place you'll be able to hear Armchair Expert. Can you guess where that is? Yeah, Spotify. So 136 days since the good prince and his missus have uploaded any audio to their own vein-trumpeted podcast project, the rad dude is appearing on mid-table series like this one and dragging them into the Swedish walled garden. I guess it's one way for them to claw back some of their inexplicably generous investment in Archwell Audio. There's a well-executed, if long, sponsor tag for Brook Linen, Decadent, soft and absorbent towels, apparently, with a warranty. That's a towel with a warranty. A tired, cheesy sung jingle. He's an armchair expert, aimlessly repeated. Then we're straight into the ginger winger. He's asking Dax about Joe Rogan's COVID comments, which seems a strange place to start and strangely reversed for a first soundbite. And Dax says he agrees with Rogan a little bit and agrees with both sides, which is more than a little alarming. Harry jumps in with the party line, punctuated with a few likes, which is clearly his thinking word, in so much as he thinks. Our host throws in some random non-secateurs, like the decision about whether to have condomless sex and a couple of F-bombs before before we even properly begin, and you can tell this is certainly not another Oprah moment. Somehow we're into a discussion about the meat industry, and you can see why your pod counter is set alarmingly at 95 minutes of this. Clearly Dax has a guest boner at having booked an erstwhile royal, and isn't going to curb his naturally expansive style for anyone. It's odd for a Brit to hear a royal with an opinion, whether it's about algorithms or his nude photos in Vegas, and you do hear both here. His dad, after all, is used to pontificating, but I usually file that under talking to plants or knowing sod all about architecture. Here, Harry's going for a natural hanging style with Dax and Monica. They do go down a blind alley where they try and make him feel less inhibited about the Vegas comments. She references a calendar she makes every year for Dax with his favourite naked bodies on them, and they're all men. They flick through the calendar and describe them. I imagine it's what drinks with swingers might feel like. 
And then there's a handbrake turn when, off this, they ask Harry's feeling about the interview, and Harry shoehorns in the fig leaf of the mental health conversation he has to start any time there's a microphone within 50 metres. This goes somewhere vaguely interesting, though, when he gives his views on trolls and haters, pointing the finger at something in their past, which usually means they're more broken than the people they criticise, which I guess is convenient for him. Uh, There's some insight here, too. He says, speaking out is a sign of strength, not a sign of weakness. He also specifically says it's not self-serving, maybe a degree too defensively. I'm being asked to share my story, he says, to hopefully help someone or loads of other people, simultaneously turning it into a massive plug for his Me You Can't See project for Apple TV with Oprah. He uses the term honest conversations, which should be printed on a podcast bingo card. People new to broadcast often suggest that every conversation ever had before them was somehow dishonest. They talk about privilege and palaces, the Commonwealth and crowns, Dax does that annoying thing where the host tries to compare their life and experience with that of the subject, and that only brings out Harry's cosmopolitan quiz psychologist, and the whole thing sounds reversed again. He's clearly relaxing into his post-royal vocabulary, though. It does sound weird hearing him say stuff like, get ish done. There are some little nuggets that illustrate recent events. Once I started doing therapy, says Harry, it was like the bubble was burst. I plucked my head out of the sand and gave it a good shake-off, and I was like, you're in this position of privilege. Stop complaining and stop thinking you want something different. Make this different because you can't get out. He also credits Megan as the person who got him into that therapy. He says he wanted to quit the firm soon after the death of Diana, unsurprisingly perhaps. But these have already been blown in the pre-publicity about this episode, and trudging through an hour and a half, including massive chunks of Dax law, to hear Harry tropes like service, the Invictus games, and mental health, while you might feel like you're losing the will to live. Dax makes a lame erection gag before another sponsor tag about HelloFresh's curried crunchy chickpea bowl, if you're bothered, which segs straight into a sponsored McDonald's chat. Harry, thankfully, isn't dragged into either of those, but, you know, it's probably only a matter of time. So, I'm fully vaccinated since we last spoke together, and given I live in England and the 17th of May is three days away, expect me to be in an alcohol-induced coma by this time next week. So I was drawn to the Today Explained podcast from Vox, called Vaccinated Still Anxious. It begins with 20 seconds of annoying theme, then an unnamed man telling me, here's the deal. He's Sean Ramswaram, according to the Precy, and he presents this. About a third of the population of the US is now fully vaccinated. Like me, lots of them want to get back into the world and celebrate, but unlike me, lots are anxious, according to this podcast. Whether it's America's public radio style generally, or the way that NPR et al. were so instrumental in defining podcast style, certain stylized touches are almost a given when you tune into an American public affairs podcast. Pizzicato synth strings come in. Interviewees introduce themselves. 28-year-old Colette Girardo from Michigan in this case. She's anxious about being bad. The music continues as the producer lets these words sink in. Unnaturally, after a few seconds, she continues. She says it feels wrong and guilty to interact with other people. 
An on-presenter is back to introduce Sigal Samuel. She's a Vox reporter who reached out to 100 people around the world to check in with them before post-COVID normality. Siegel's first words were never introduced to the queue as she begins with almost exactly the same sentence, including that phrase, reach out again. That just sounds lazy. She's a good turn, though, and says there are two buckets of worries post-COVID. One is whether we'll get sick, whether we'll be socially awkward. She says there's a second bucket, which is worrying about going back to normal when normal societal rules were problematic and not good. It's an interesting setup. We hear clips from some of the Vox readers that Siegel spoke to. There's some toing and froing between her and Sean. Some clips are long, some are short. That keeps things interesting. People say they're never going to shake hands again or wear masks forever. The edit is clever and moves along, but it does do that surreal music backing thing again. Several contributors spot they haven't had flu or a cold in COVID year. Psychologists say we should normalise our nervousness about re-entering the world. Worrying about stepping into a crowded subway car for the first time in over a year is totally natural, we're told. Where it really gets going is the idea of the second bucket of worry, or things we should remain maladjusted to, as Siegel puts it. The difficulty of the commute, the nine-to-five workday, not talking about your mental health. Please let us stay home. It's better this way, says one reader simply. The clips are pithy, their production doesn't always do the NPR cliches, and it's definitely better for it when they don't. Having said that, I just wrote that, and listening in the background, it's just brought in a vaguely ominous-sounding trip-hoppy bed for Seagal to talk over. But as a Brit writing this, it's strangely comforting to hear much the same conversation happening in, say, Minneapolis as I hear in Manchester, as we all begin to unlock... I'm John Ryan, weary-eared and disappointed for Pod Roast. This week with the armchair expert, newly signed to Spotify, and today explained from Vox. I listen to these, so you don't have to. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.